Guys, hope you're good. Thanks for tuning in again. It's episode four of the Slimming World series. Hopefully you enjoyed the last three episodes. If not, make sure you go and watch them. Add it to a playlist on YouTube or Spotify and get it watched. So this question that we're covering today is, what did you think was missing from your Slimming World experience? So, yep, get a pen and notepad as always and get ready to rock. Christy boy, what's happening? Mate, glad to be back. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you back, mate. Nah, mate, like I said, um, the feedback's been amazing. For both sets of eyes that we've got on us and eyes for a further, further away. Um, like we said before, off air, we had a wee chat, like just about how it's been going. And um, we're not getting much, like, what would you call it? Feedback. Constructive feedback mm. as such, because we're being fair and we're being authentic with answers. Um, and I think there's going to be more of that today, mate. Like I think, say, Chris, I know it's your podcast, mate, but Chris honestly just reads this to me. I've not, I've not heard any of this stuff, and I just gave my, my honest answers. Like last week when I said to you, because I watched the back, and I was like, mate, I don't know how to answer that because it's, it just sounds so stupid. Mm-hmm. That was genuine how I felt that day because, and I still don't have the answers, mate, because reading it like I must banana is this and a, a full banana is that is just mind blowing, mate. So, aye, and that's what we'll cover the day, mate, because the question is obviously. What did you think was missing from the experience? And the overwhelming response, mate, was, well, the points I'm about to cover before I spoil it. (laughs) Uh, And I guess it's probably the exact opposite of what we, or uh, sorry, the answers that they're looking for, what was missing is what we try and promote as coaches. Uh, And the big thing is education, mate. So before I dive right into it, I just want to back up what Chris says there about the feedback. Like, some people have reached out messages that, that I've never spoke to, never probably engaged with in my Instagram or my Facebook, uh, whoever's, who's never inquired for help yeah. after our service, which is great because obviously I mentioned episode one, Chris, a lot of Chris's clients are um, literally, have got a lot of Slimming World experience. A lot of mine have as well. Um, I wouldn't say as many as Chris, but even though that's the case, I'd still think we've, t- we've kind of hit another audience with this, mate. I certainly, from my point of view, it has anyway. Uh, there's a lot of people who have messaged me um, who maybe, and this is their words, but they've looked at it and thought, oh, maybe he only trains people who build muscle. Maybe yeah. he trains people, you know, who are, quotes in shape. Because yeah. some people see that and they go, they see a trainer posting transformations of people who uh, are in different body composition stages or different parts of their goals and go, yeah, he trains younger lassies who are really in shape. Yep. But I feel that people have reached out to me now that... Uh, Whereas before they might not have, because again, PTs and coaching can be quite scary. It can be quite daunting, which is why I think a lot of people actually go to Slimming World because it seems more, on the surface, friendlier. It yeah. seems more easy going. It seems more like they're your type of people when actually we, we know from the previous episodes that that's actually the downfall um, because it's no people who are role models. It's no people who are knowledgeable and will demand more from you. So yeah, mate, I just wanted to say that because that's what I've noticed. I've sat back and I've went, right, there's a couple of people who I've never actually heard for, never liked my stuff, they've followed me. Um, and that's the whole point of this series, mate, yeah. to try and make an impact to more people. I think it's good what we've done, mate. I think it's a double-edged sword in terms of what you said about the the reason they might go to Stormworld, first of all, is because the people who run that are a bit more like them. But I think there's, we've got to bridge a gap, and that's what we're probably doing with this mm-hmm. podcast, on how people feel about personal trainers, because they probably do look a bit scary. And again, it's probably our fault because sometimes we're posting stuff. It might come across as a wee bit shallow and a wee bit scary. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, say me doing pull-ups with my tap-off or something like that. Aye. It's just a bit like, 
That guy looks like a bit of a dick. Aye. But we're not like that at all. 99% of the content is usually other people. Yep. Into it, but we'll put that odd wee post up. Probably for some sort of ego boost. I can't imagine why it would be anything else, mate. No. Um, or that old 10 years ago thing, like, if we're in shape, we know how to get them in shape. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So I think bridging that gap, mate, and this is what this shows, that we are just genuine guys who mm. want to help a, a bigger audience, mate, and not just, like you said, younger females or anybody who needs help, mate. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, mate, one of the reasons I started it as well is, on the consult, I said this in episode one, but on, on the consultation form, the, the question I asked, what have you tried previously? It's always Slim World. So I'm, I want to dig deeper and go, right, why is it always, why is there so many people done it? What's the draw to it? What's the benefits to it? Um, and I want to ask the people who have done it. So that's why we're here, mate, yep. because it's constantly Slim World, Slim World, Slim World. I'm sure you've lost track of how many times you've heard it, mate, on the phone when you're on sales calls to people. Um, so yeah, that's another reason why. But no, as always, guys, um, reach out to me or Chris, and um, if any th- any of the previous episodes have touched touched home with you, please share because then we can repost it. We can let people know, and we can make sure that we are steering this in the right direction. There is another episode left, but then there'll be another series after this where I'm sure we can uh, educate you guys. So, when we asked people what did you think was missing from the Slim World experience, the biggest thing that they said, mate, was education on calories. So I'll break this into two sectors. There's no positives here. Um, yep. We'd mentioned in a previous episode about, you know, they kind of helped with portion control. They kind of helped people with a shopping list. They made people buy Slimming World chips and shit like that. So people think that's a positive, but so we'll give them that. But in this particular question, the most common thing that popped up, two categories. One was education on calories. The other category was um, personalizing a program and not focusing on other metrics. Right now, metrics is my word. The person actually used no talk of sleep, stress, and exercise, etc. So, again, guys, I want to make sure you are clear that this is people's answers. Um, I can send screenshots. This is no me. I use that word metrics there, so that was my word. But this is all written from. All I do is get the Instagram answers and write it here, so we can get the the captions and bullet points. So, first one, mate, was more education on calories would help, and this is the same as someone else said. So we'll just cover it uh, both. They don't include the fact that food has a caloric value. It's straight away, it's counterproductive to the word slimming world. If you're going to call something slimming world, now obviously it's it's a weight loss course, it's not a fat loss course. It's based solely on weight loss. So not having a calorie number in something, how are you supposed to know? Because everybody, every, everybody's body has a specific calorie need mm. for the, the basal metabolic rate, which is just literally to stay as you are, like body functioning and all that, all the, all the organs, all that kind of stuff. And then you've got, depending on your goals, if your goal is fat loss or muscle gain or anything like that, then it's it's positive to know what your calorie intake should be so that you can manage it towards that specific goal that you need. So to have a have something called Slimming World and not have a, like a calorie number or something, I don't get where that can go towards the goal because how much how many calories you put in your body every day you're just shoveling in category a and category b's all day so i could just have like four steaks and two chicken breasts and pasta i don't know the calories i'm yep. gonna get slimmer that makes sense yeah, is, that, is that what we're referring to here aye i mean exactly that so i used the example when we, we actually went off air and i used the example of a, taking a blind man a walk you know you take him at the front door you take him a walk around the park every day for however many weeks and then you let the blind man go walk his cell in the park 
you know, he's probably going to find the first couple of steps. He might get a sail down the first step of the stairs. Right in the pond. <laughs> right, right in the water with the swans. <laughs> but he'll walk run a wee bit. And then, you know, it's like you shut your eyes, mate. You lose your bearings. You lose, you lose any kind of sense of where you are. And what's he going to do? He's going to phone his carer to come and get him and to actually take him back down the park. And that's what it's like with Slimming World, mate. Um, they're guiding you, or you think they're guiding you. But they're guiding you with no knowledge and education behind it. So when you go solo, you're fucking blind. You're absolutely blind. And that's that's exactly that when we talk about no actually taking into account the caloric value. Um, because like you say, category A, category B, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have um, a value to it. So, and that's the same. And it's even worse that it's not just that they have category A and B, because they also have category A and B, but then they have categories where they just allow you to eat as much as you want, which is even worse than a caloric value. It's... They don't have one. Yeah. Think about it. If you can eat as much potatoes as you want, it doesn't have a caloric value. No. So that that is one of the biggest things that ultimately leads you to go back in the Slimming World cycle uh, so that you're back there in five, six weeks' time. And that's why the last question, which is the next episode, people put it back on and never keep their results. So, yeah, mate, that's exactly that. Like, it's hard enough when we are so pro-education with our clients we know they've got busy lives. We know that. Um, so we we try and frame and educate our clients around their lifestyle. So it's, it's all right for us to say, oh, he's better off attend my seminar in the gym at 7 o'clock on a Monday night. So I can I, I can tell you what a basal metabolic rate is. I can tell you what a carbohydrate is. Instead, we need to fit it around the lifestyle. We need to know when to put the gas down. We need to know when to put the brakes down. Some people don't need the absolute caloric value in foods, mate. They don't. They might not need it yet but they certainly need it long-term for long-term sustainable results. So it's about picking the right moment to educate the client. So consistently going through the, the process of don't worry about what's in food. This is what you're allowed. This is what you're not allowed. This is what you're allowed a lot less of. And that's something that is a major, major problem. And that's why you don't get long-term sustainable results for Slimming World. Yeah, mate. I think just when you're talking there, it's, it's bringing me back to memories of like, when I bring anybody on who's been a previous member of Slim World, it's almost like trying to educate them the way we do it. It's almost like re-educating them, and the old habits are so are so hard on them, mate. That mm-hmm. the, the sins and see that word sins on them, mate. It's so ingrained in their in their memories that when you teach them something, they can't believe it. See if you say, look, if you want to have like a twirl, fit it into your calories, and you'll be fine. They don't. They just don't understand mm-hmm. it, mate. It's like they can't believe it. And then seeing they start seeing the results, they get back to you and they're like, Chris, I can't believe it. I've had a twirl twice this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still, like, my measurements are coming down. My pictures are looking great. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that takes some time. I think that's probably where most of my work comes from at the beginning is trying to re-educate people yep. on the old habits and turn them into new ones, mate. Because, Aye. like you say, old habits die hard. They're a little cliche, but it's so true. Spot on. I wouldn't even say it's re-educate. Because educate, re-educate well, yeah. would insinuate they're being educated. Aye. Uh, but I get what you mean, mate. Like, totally. It's like, you're, you're almost... And this is why we're doing this to raise awareness. We're not doing this for clients. We're doing it so that... Uh, like, the first four weeks of mine and Chrissy's work from someone who's been in the Slimming World, it's amazing. It's amazing what kind of habits people pick up that aren't habits that are hard to obtain. For example, going and walk every day, getting your eight hours sleep, drinking a lot of water. Those habits take a bit of hard work, consistency to actually implement and stick with long-term. What's easy is what's what kind of easy habits there is is things that are just don't train don't yep. exercise oh, instead just like eat all these potatoes 
those are those are easy habits to install because they're easy. They don't require much, do they? Well, they don't require much exactly. So you're right, mate. That's something I never really thought of, like thought of. But it's picking up. It's almost picking up the pieces. And unfortunately, in some cases, when people go to a personal trainer because it is priceless in some world, they try and the trainers busy trying to sweep up from Slimming World's mess. And the client leaves because of affordability. They maybe not see instant results. They may be addicted to the skills where the the PTs probably getting them on uh, weight training. Yeah. So there's fluctuation fluctuations in weight, it. and unfortunately, the client leaves before the trainer can pick up some of those pieces. So that's a massive massive thing as well, mate. Um, but let, let's talk about scale education as well, mate. Or I know you mentioned there as a weight loss club, um, but scale education, mate. I know we're banging our heads off the wall with us, and yep. we always have done. Uh, and you could frame it as like only fighters need to worry about their weight, but why do you think it is, mate, that people have got it so into? Is it for the olden days where people cared about stones, pounds? Like, why is it so tuned in people's heads? Well, what's the biggest what's the biggest thing in Britain for like um, healthcare? And that it's the NHS, isn't it? Mm. So I always tell this story because it's true. Um, when me and me and my ex-wife, <laughs> hope you're not watching this. But they bought a house together. Now you need life insurance now when you've got a house. And they, they took my BMI, mate. Because I'm like five foot eight, and at that point I was 99 kg, the guy says you're morbidly obese, so your your life insurance is going to be sky high. But I was in I was in shape. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The point I'm going to be a bit happier, but it makes sense because the NHS is where a lot of people get that basic information from. Mm-hmm. And they go on BMI. So weight loss is such as like, oh, my BMI is too high. But if they're training and lifting weights and your BMI is going to look like it's high, but BMI is the total wrong metric to look at Aye. because it doesn't take into account if you've got like muscle definition or anything like that. So I'm more, I'm technically morbidly, well, I'm morbidly obese in the BMI because it's Aye. like 32. I'm obese. Do you know what I mean? So the point that was there, mate, sorry, when you asked about uh, why, is, why is weight such a big thing, I think it's to do with the olden days, but also how these people are just educated for 50, 60 years of the, the NHS saying your BMI is too high, you need to bring your BMI down. I was talking to somebody earlier. It's always an idea this podcast. I say I was talking to somebody earlier, but I was. And they were saying that um, she was talking to a friend and the doctor, the doctor has recommended that they go on this 900 calorie diet where you just drink these three shakes a day. Now, I've never heard of this before, mate. I, this is off my coach I was talking to saying a friend was getting told by the doctor that uh, well, a man's going on these free milkshake drinks or something. All right. You heard of them? No. Anyway, it's a 900 calorie diet, mate, for this guy to go on. He's, he's a big guy, mate. So, but I'm like, I don't understand it. And actually, my coach is saying to her, like, you shouldn't do that. But this GP has recommended it, mate. Seriously? No, I don't know the background for the guy if he's got like high blood pressure and all that. But I'm still convinced, mate, that if you take somebody who's like, say, 18, 19 stone and put them 900 calories a day, surely that's no good. No. Anyway, the point, the point I was going to have money, mate, the weight hang comes through the education of the British people in the last 50 years, mm. probably through GPs, the NHS, and that basic information they've got, mate. It sounds weird to say that because we're just we're just PTs. We're no we're no we're no GPs. We're no but GP is general practitioner. They know the basic stuff about health and like no health. I don't know what you call it. like take that medicine for a cough. Aye. Take that medicine for a cough. Your BMI is too high. You're overweight. Whereas we know for a fact, mate, I'm no morbidly obese. Morbidly obese to me is like some big guy who's like carrying a lot of body fat. Yes. No, a guy who's like just full of muscle mass, like rugby players, mm-hmm. mob do obese. Do you know what I mean? They're fitness machines. So, sorry, mate, I'm going off again, but aye, it comes to a lack of education in the last 50 years, man. Yep. That weight, weight loss, weight loss, and weight loss. And it's filtered down. Yep. Because I, I think with the rise in fitness and the rise in 
the dream body or the rising people actually realizing that your mental health and your physical health can be massively um helped by physical exercise and actually doing it which has helped us as in our profession it's Absolutely. helped us as pts people talk about the negatives oh so many pts now blah 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 but i've mentioned this before but we are on the front line um we aren't nutritionists we know that we aren't scientists but we have the tools and the education to offer a lifestyle advice with nutrition and exercise and some of the horror stories you've heard from when people go to the doctor or the gps the some of the advice they get given i'm the same mate. i'm obese on the bmi thing Um i wonder if that's where that's fault of doing any weight training is bad for you for the slimming world they might have looked at that they probably got a secret meeting with uh fucking slimming world the nhs yeah. but i think it has improved i think all you need to do is think back to your pt course mate to the nutrition advice you got as well um for, that used to be very nhs based it was yep. like the eat well plate and stuff that's came a long way as well um but i do think if the, if pts who have spent a lot of time and a lot of efforts learning about nutrition they are the right at the front line to offer nutrition advice mate um obviously you hear horror stories of, for some pts that selling herbalife and all the rest of it and also maybe um pushing uh, their agenda on clients i get that and that's just the way of the world do you know what i mean no everything's perfect good cop bad cop and all that kind of stuff so i i think that's probably right mate i think that's probably i just don't get this obsession with skills i like it, it, i think when you go to a, when you go to the gp and you you say something's wrong with you i think they're very quick to say that you're obese it's probably that that's probably the problem yep. and i'm sure we'll cover it uh, in the next the next wee bit about sleep and stress and stuff but I mean, I think it has got better. Um, I think it's, pe but like I said before in previous episodes, mate, us as PTs, we need to help towards it. We can't contribute towards it um, in a negative way because I see it all the time. I see PTs going, oh, you know, my client lost 10 pounds there. And it's like, right, well, what happens when they don't lose 10 pounds? You've got to tell them the scale weight doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We need to obviously have the same hymn sheet here. I'm not saying that you need to copy my methods, which isn't the way my clients. It's if you're going to do that, realize that they're already going in there knowing what weight they are. What's the first thing a client says to you when they sign up? I want to lose two stone. I, they never really say, I want to fucking feel amazing. Mm. I want to feel really good naked. I want, I want to wake up no be out of breath. I want to find something that gives me a thrill and enjoyment in my life. You never really hear that from them. They eventually say it when we educate them and yep. uh, give them tools, but they always come in there and go, oh, I want to lose two stone because when I was 18, I was 10 stone. So if you, if you contribute towards that and celebrate, you know, my clients win, you lost us five pounds this week. You know, and I know for doing this, and you know for doing this, mate, for six, seven, eight years, that it's gonna it's not gonna swing in roundabouts. It's always gonna be more negative than positive when it comes to the skills. So let's think of like you're only having this client for twelve weeks. One of the most important things from you as a trainer should be, right, how do we take their mind away from the skills? For me, my advice would be to stop talking about them, stop talking about the skills instead celebrate other elements like we're two weeks in remember when the phone call when i when we spoke when you wanted to sign up here what you were telling me on the phone do you remember you nearly greeting because you told me what this impact the impact that your health's having on the rest of your life right great the pictures might not be showing massive changes but there's really good things to focus on here and remember you lifted uh three times this week that you've never done before mm -hmm. yep cool oh those two pounds chris amazing yes that she she's now believes in my service so i can keep this client you know that that's going to be the opposite effect 
you probably know that this client steps in the scales every single day. Yeah. I know my clients, I just don't talk about it. Seeing they send me a text saying, Chris, I lost three pounds. Uh, I just say, well, I didn't charge you three pounds. You never came off my account. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, like honestly, but so we need to make less of a deal about it, less of a deal about it. And the satisfaction from the service comes from you highlighting how much this person's achieved in the last couple of weeks that might not to them seem as obvious, but it's obvious to us as a trainer. Um, because that's the, uh, mate, we can sit and moan about scale weight and we can sit and say that there's many important things, but we need to show the client. We can't just say scale weight shite, and because people want something for their money, yeah. Do you know what I mean they want to know that they've? Um, I think it's deeper than that, man. I think cause I don't know if you watched my coach on the couch when I asked Laura. Mm -hmm. It was a full year in Nitrofit. She don't mind me saying this, mate. She was before she joined Nitrofit, mate. She was in the, the darkest of places you can be if you're still alive, right? You can imagine what that means. And she joined Nitrofit, and her biggest thing is like, if you watch it, mate, it's, she she counteracts what she says. She she goes against herself because she's going on about like for ages how the skills don't matter, the skills don't matter. And then through that interview, she starts to talk about weight again. It slips back in. Even though she knows and she tells all the other members, weight doesn't matter. I know for a fact she still weighs herself all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't give her a high five when she tells me she's lost a pound or I've only lost half a pound. I'm just, oh, I don't care. Yep. Tell me when your jeans are a size 10 now and you're happy mm -hmm. about it. Or, do you know what I mean? So if you, even the most educated of members, because I'm telling you, she knows everything about how it should be. Yep. She tells all the other members about it. But she's still got that deeply ingrained thing about the scales in her, mate. I, if you watch that interview back, mate, Aye. you'll see it. Because yep. all the way through it, I was like myself. She's talking about weight again after just telling Aye, it's everybody. Hard, mate, isn't it? And it's not, I'm not slagging her, mate. It's just, yep. I'm just saying she knows that I'm, she knows me and her. We, we chat every day, nearly. But I was sitting and thinking to myself, she's gone back to the weight again Aye. after saying, and that's how deep it is, mate. That's how deep it is. And she's one of the most, because she's been there the longest, one of my most educated members. Yep. She knows what it's all about. Yep. And then asked her the one biggest thing she, she at the end, that she's learned from Nitrofit, and it was calories are king. And I didn't want her to say that, mate. She but she can it. say what she wants, but, because it then took me back to, again, like, that's the most important thing she learned, even though it is all right to say that, and it's, it's a good thing, because calories are important, but I was I thought she was going to say something like, oh, if you have a bad day, make sure you have a good day the next day, but it's, that still relates to me. I don't know, it just it felt too weight lossy still, if that makes sense. Aye, because like you say, old habits die hard, mate. Aye, and, and that's difficult. Laura knows that, mate, but... And it, and it is difficult as well for personal trainers watching and coaches that if you have focused on that for the last couple of years, it's difficult to, for you to get away from that. This isn't going to happen overnight. You can't become this anti-scale personal trainer overnight. But guys, it's look at, you go on my page and honestly, I'm not even saying this, mate. The last year, two years, three years, any of the transformations that I posted, mate, I do not know the weight of the clients. I swear to God, mate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the weight. I don't have a facility for them to tell me my weight. It's known a check-in for me. Yeah. And I mean that. So if I can do that, which takes time, then you can do. Because if we if we're all doing that, um, then we can definitely change the perception of scale weight and the perception of how you can have a successful fat loss phase. Um, because honestly, like I've mentioned in previous times, it's a podcast for another day, but scale weight can be a very good tool for very very few people um proper adherence and all that good stuff so yeah mate perfect so another one i just wanted to touch on mate. that's a very quick one but this last i actually said that she actually went in with a decent kind of knowledge for fats protein carbs just a very basic knowledge she knew you know she's tracked the calories for a couple of weeks stuff like that but she actually went into slimming world for the accountability and uh, which this is her words the accountability and someone to tell her what to eat. Yep. 
And she actually went in and knowledge decreased as a result. So she went in and they went, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that here. What about macros, fats, carbs, protein? No, no, we don't do that here. And her actually knowledge went, right, okay, I was about to learn. I thought I was going to learn there, but actually decreased, mate. Yeah. Which is... And again, mate, it comes back to that whole, because Slim World's got a big name in the UK, if you show up there you're, and you're, you're not that educated, you're going to take in what they say and believe them because they're a big company and there's a lot of trust there. Because if something's all over the TV or the, the, the media, social media, it becomes most trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Slim World's over the news, Slim World's over the paper, Slim World's over my Facebook. Everybody's talking about Slim World in these groups. Then they start to trust it more. Mm-hmm. And then you show up and they start telling you like, oh, these are sins, that sins. You're like, ah, right, they're sins now. So because of your lack of understanding and your trust of that company, you go in there with an open mind to listen to what they say and then Aye. take it all away with you and think you're educated at that point in the right way. But naturally you're not. Like that girl's went a wee bit backwards with it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So Bearing in mind you're vulnerable as well. Vulnerable, that. yep. So we spoke about that before, mate. It's um, going in there with vulnerable looking for somebody to help you and they're giving you this information and you're clinging to that information. We hope that that's going to help you change in some way. And then it's really not pushing you in the right direction. Yep, so it's fair to say right now, if you know calories, if you've tracked your food for several weeks and months, do not go to Slim World because, and that's not me saying don't go so you don't give them money. They, Your knowledge is better than the consultant's knowledge already. So that's just a fact because they're going to tell you not, they're going to tell you to delete my fitness pal and not and no track your calories. So anybody who is semi-decent with tracking food, don't go because why would you go back? Why would you go back on yourself? Fucking devolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, perfect. That was a very quick one, mate. I just wanted to wanted to bring that up because that's interesting. Uh, another point, mate. This is a separate category now. Is there was no talk of sleep, stress, exercise, etc. So we mentioned this. I think episode two, mate. I spoke about this where when you go in, you could be. The scale could not have budged. The scale could have been two pounds off. The scale could have been two pounds over. Um, but there's no platform or scope to talk about sleep, stress, and exercise. And I think this this can the same can be said with personal training and online coaching. If if you don't have the the platform or the touch point where your client can tell you about sleep, stress, and exercise, or at least a relationship to, yep. to do that, and all you do is say, right, has your weight changed this week? No. Okay, do you know what you need to fix it? Uh, yes, I guess stick a wee bit of my calories. That can be what coaches and personal trainers do as well, which also can be, you know, if the, if the scale's not budged, or if the scale has budged, yes, the scale has budged. Do you know what? Okay, you're happy, you're fine. Yeah. And it's like, well, the scale's not doing two pounds, but the guy's just fucking got a divorce for his missus. <laughs> He's just been put on furlough. But because your wee check-in system only said... Do you, did you lose weight? Yes. The person cracks on. Instead, you've just missed an opportunity to dig, dig deeper, build a relationship with your client, overcome overcome the problems, which in turn is probably going to create a longer relationship and you know retention with your client. That's the that's me being non-slimmer's defence. That's me looking at an opportunity to say, if either coaches and personal trainers don't take the opportunity to talk about sleep and stress, but I know the majority, I know they they do that yep. um, through check-in uh, procedures. Slimming World, on the other hand, they don't have any any scope for that at all. Um, by the sounds of things, you go in, you pay your fiver, your tenner, you get stepped on the scale. Uh, if you've lost, great, there's your sticker. Uh, um, if you get to your target weight, 
you don't pay, which in turn means you don't come. Yeah. So we don't need to keep a space for you. Or they get sent to Body Magic, which is the, what they call a, an option that allows you to go an extra walk if you want. Oof. Yep. Exercise. So, aye. Okay, Body Magic, they call upgraded. it. Body Magic. I might go on one of these walks, mate. <laughs> See what it's all about. <laughs> get a bit of body magic going. So, no talk of sleep, stress, and exercise, mate. What do you think of that? One word, mate. Stupid, but I'm going to delve into it, right? So, for me, mate, up until the last two well, two years ago when I started reading books and sleep, before that, mate, I just, sleep was just sleep to me. You just either sleep or you don't, right? But see the importance of sleep, mate? It's pro- it's, it is up there with the, the biggest thing that you could focus on in terms of everything, mental health, physical health. Like, everything sleep's so important, mate, for stuff you've learned that day. If you don't sleep the right amount of time, that stuff that you learned won't go into the part of the brain at least for long-term memory. If you don't sleep, you if you don't... Now, when you used to go out and you're about to, like, three in the morning, and then maybe the next day you'd be starving for, like, junk food, mm-hmm. that's because you've spiked certain hormones because you've not slept long enough, and the hormones crave specific types of foods. Mate, sleep, even without the stress and the, 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 the exercise, for me, mate, sleep's one of the biggest things. For what I've learned... In the last two years about sleep, it's humongous, mate. And I Which think you're then and partner on your clients. Partner on my clients. And, and again, at least the, the stress comes for lack of sleep. If you can't exercise if you don't sleep properly. Your body won't recover properly. Your mind won't recover properly. I don't know how much you know about sleep, mate, but, and I'm not an expert in sleep either, but I have read, in the last two years, I've read four or five quality books, which I don't mind referencing at the end if anybody wants to read them. But I think, like, People, people like the guy you know, like Paul, who does this podcast for us, that does therapy. He'll know about that as well, mate. Sleep's massively important, mate. Mm-hmm. Massively important because it has a knock-on effect of what nutritional choices you make for Have that it? day, how you react to life that throws at you that day, how you react to your manager telling you you need an extra meeting that day, yep. and that's the stuff that we delve deeper in as coaches. We we identify an issue because what sometimes looks like, for example, a nutrition slip-up might look like it's an obvious slip up oh i had biscuits in work because they were getting passed about in work it's like right instead of just looking at that as a as as that's the obvious reason for the slip up did you have your lunch yeah no because last night man i had a nightmare i couldn't get to sleep Uh, i had caffeine at four o'clock in the afternoon to get me through my last hour at work which then meant that i was up all night and because i was up all night i then had a packet of sweeties which then led to a pack of a, a juice, chocolate. And then the next day, it had a knock-on effect. So then because I did that on a Tuesday, they were passing biscuits running work, so I may as well thought, fuck it, I'll start again on Monday. And that's the stuff that Slimming World don't identify. They, only, they don't even see the surface one. No. We see the surface and then read between the lines. Yep. So, and, and that's how much an impact sleep has. You know, from a holistic point of view, I don't know a great deal about sleep. I know the basics. I know exactly what it can, the effect it can have on nutrition and exercise, energy levels. I know all that, which in turn allows me to offer advice with clients. I sleep like a log at night. I'm never up at, I get up at quarter to five in the morning. So by half nine, I'm in my bed. Um, whereas some people are just night hawks. But if they're performing, if they're, they're better that way, happy days. But yeah, sleep's massive. And, and to overlook that element, um, which is what Slimming World Day, is a massive, massive drawback from their service. Stress. Again, mate, like, like you just said there, you give a, just one scenario about passing biscuits about work, there's probably a hundred million scenarios, mate, mm-hmm. like sleep and stress. Mm-hmm. A stressed person, you could use that exact example mm-hmm. on the biscuits, because what do we do when we feel a bit stressed? People turn to junk food, 
alcohol, do you know what I mean? Drugs, like stress can lead to a lot, a lot of like issues for people. Yep. Say, they've got a re- I know people with really stressful jobs, mate, and if they don't exercise properly, they don't sleep properly, it can lead to so many, so many bad like scenarios like the one you just gave or worse. So for me, mate, the sleep and stress, they, they come together. I think if you're sleeping good, you're more likely to be less stressed. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a high stress job or you've got a family of five kids and you're like a single mum, stress is going to be there all the time. So if you don't, like you're going, like we're going to say, if you don't manage that with tools and systems, because that's what we offer, mm-hmm. we'll go look. Because we've been, everybody's been stressed at some point, but what Slimbod wouldn't do is go, why don't we try one of these three things here that might be able to help you when you're stressed? Mm-hmm. Might make you make better decisions, bring your blood pressure down, and ultimately to a, like just a healthier person. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's above their pay grade. Um, stress stress isn't something that they signed up for to help you with you go and you step on the scale you're either up or down and then they follow their procedure based on that so if you're doing great happy days here's a badge up the road and what you've not been able to do there is talk about your stress and actually get it off your chest and just or if you're even worse if you're actually your weight doesn't change you've had a stressful day with your job you know your Wayne's playing up at school the school's phone you and said he's did this he's did that you then go to your summer world club, step on the scale, it's no change. You get some mad consultant turn around and go that to you. Why have you not changed? And why have you not changed weight? And that's the fucking tipping point. You know, yeah. anyone, I'm surprised there's no been Berkeys in there, like full scale <laughs> Rammies. But instead it's like stress, right? So again, it's that whole as coaches, we know how to put the fit down or we know how to take, put the break the break on in terms of what we offer our clients and advice and right, fucking get that done. Or do you know what? Why don't we back half a wee bit? Why don't we add the calories back up? Why don't we take some, you know, stress off? Why don't we go down to three days of training? Stress is one of those things, mate, and it could not be more relevant right now, which is a fucking global pandemic, where we we know how stressed people are. We can't go and, a lot of them can't go and see their loved ones. Yeah, it might sound like it's a, an ideal life, but some can't go on holiday. They, they can't go, uh, you know, the people are worried that they might not even get to spend Christmas with their family members who are further up in the country or further down the country. So stress right now couldn't be more like a, a hot topic. Mm-hmm. So to go in on a Slimming World Club and not be able to relieve that stress, guess what? Spoiler alert, you can't train and weight train to relieve the stress either because they don't want you to, which will come to in a second. But stress and, and overcoming stress and helping someone overcome stress, sometimes it's just an ear they need. Mm-hmm. I am by no means an expert on management stress. I'm quite young. I've got my own gym. Stress comes in forms of, right, I need to fit other clients in. Um, I've got a lot of overheads. Like, but that's stress that I'm able to manage my state because I'm educated on sleep. I'm educated on stress. Uh, and I read and I, I, I listen to things that's going to help manage my state. And if you're not having somebody in your corner that helps you manage your state, or even just if you don't have anybody in your corner that's an ear to listen to. So, for example, you put up on the Facebook group, guys, how are we all feeling today? It's midweek. Talk to me. Oh, do you know what? Monday, Tuesday, been a right half, Chris. Um, I'm just putting it here for accountability. I know what I need today. It's just they pulled me in a meeting, which meant I couldn't train Monday night. Tuesday, I woke up, or I didn't take the chicken out to defrost, so I ended up getting a takeaway. But do you know what? It's Wednesday morning. It's a new day. I'm putting it in here, so the group. I'm accountable to the group. I'm accountable to you, and the rest of the day, soldiers on. No worries, Chris. Do you know what today? Give me a wee message later. Make sure everything's all right. Oh, we take it private and we go. Everything all right? Yep, it's fine, Chris. Honestly, I just need... Do you know what today? See the night, I'll send you a picture of the, the barbell or the cardio kit to make sure I've, I've went. Great. Chris, half past six at night comes. Do you know what? 
Fuel loads better. Monday, Tuesday, two bad days, then they turn into seven. Thanks for that wee bit of accountability in the middle. And that's how you just take a situation from just having a platform where you ask people, how are you? And it's no one in, one out, step on the scale, see you later. It's coaching. It's proper coaching. Uh, and sometimes that's all people need. They don't need some mad sleep technique. They don't need, like, therapy. In some cases, they just need, right, how are you today? <laughs> Do I have to tell you? Yep. Okay. Right, okay. We move on for it. Or here's my advice. Ah, right, that sounds good, Chris. I, I just needed to hear that today. How many times do we date, mate? We date every day All with clients. Do you know the thing is, mate, when you're talking to them, imagining people that I know, right, who's told me that, who gets the, who gets the worst of that person? The family when they go home. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If that, if that uh, guy or female, they go back home and they're all stressed out after work, they've no trained, yep. they've been in the world, they've put on an extra two pounds, who gets it? They either go home and they're super quiet and don't talk to anybody, or they go home in a pure stress mood and they're nipping away at people. Yep. So say you've got three kids and you're going doing that, right? And they're just seeing you in that mood all the time with freedom. Then they're getting into school and getting into trouble all the time. That sounds pure dramatic, right? Aww. But I'm talking for an angle that I know what I'm talking about because I've seen it happening mm -hmm. before. So I'm not just making that up. You don't know, like when we help somebody or when Slim World don't help somebody, you don't know the scale of how far that goes in people's yep. lives, mate. And I think that's something that PTs don't even appreciate for themselves. Yeah. If you help that one person, you don't know how far that goes beyond that one person, mm. like the family and the friends. Do you know what I mean? Because usually the, a lot of the females that we have um, over in our gym, their husbands start learning for them. Mm. And then before you know it, you've got a wee gang of people all like working and the, and the, the family's getting better. Mm -hmm. The relationship's the best it's ever been. Yep. We're happier than we've ever been. Do you know what I mean? Because I've never found the, the right sort of like coaching and education to go forward. Aye. No, spot on, mate. It's... It's a big one because I can't imagine now. I can't get my head around now me helping somebody with foot them sharing and expressing their concerns with, in terms of their physical stress or mental stress. I can't imagine not being able to help somebody with that. I wouldn't get anywhere near the results that we get here. Um, and like you say, mate, that's an interesting one there because I would say, and you've been doing this long enough to know that as a coach, sometimes you're that impartial ear or that impartial opinion. So, for example, if somebody's got a problem at home, they can't talk to their sister or their brother about it because it's too close-knit. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes they just come into their session and go, okay, I just feel this way. Uh, I just feel that way. Or I'm just not sure about us buying a house. I'm yeah. just not sure about us doing this, doing that. And sometimes they're not looking for an answer or an opinion. They're just looking for somebody to listen that isn't going to go back to them and tell them. Right. It could be a family member. It could be a kid. It could be anything. Um, and that builds up really, really special bonds to the point where... There's trust there. Um, there's an environment where you feel safe to tell people stuff that you can't tell other people. And it just has this real bubble that you create in your gym or as a as a group, a tight-knit community, mm -hmm. which I can't imagine no having. So to not have that, it's just um, you're not going to overcome a lot of problems. And like Chris said, the deep-rooted problems are never even getting in touch because all you're doing is focusing on surface problems. Like I'm, I'm 12 stone, I'm 14 stone, I'm 16 stone. Let's get that stone done. Yep. That's the surface. It's all the root stuff that we want to rip out and it gives us work to do. But it's what that we welcome and it's what we're used to doing, mate. It's you know what I mean? It's a deep-rooted well. shit. No, mate, in, my, in my eyes, if I'm not helping people, mate, I'm just, I'm the use. Yep. I like to, it's probably a selfish thing, mate. There's usually when you're helping people, it is like, you feel good about it as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's no point in lying. That's not why I go, but I don't go, I want to help people because I feel good. But when you help enough people, 
and it reflects back. You sit for a wee minute and go, do you know what? I actually feel good about that. Love it, mate. Brilliant. And that, that makes you want to drive on to help even more people, mate. And that's, yep. again, the knock-on effect for that. It just gets bigger and bigger. Aye. To the point now where we've both got germs who we can help X amount of people who can then go and help another X amount yep. of people. And you don't know where that's going to go. Aye, it's, it's like a selfless good deed. Like, mate, I don't know what it is, right? Either I, I, I genuinely 100% love helping people, but it's probably 50-50, right? But I also like showing off to help them. So when somebody asks a question, I like to give them the answer. And I don't know, and I'm like, ah, like I feel good after it. Aye. But I also feel good that I've helped them 100%. And the messages that clients send, you'll never get sicky. Like, we went through, Cheryl had a glance at the check-ins a day, and some of the messages are just like, ah, I'm after, like you don't believe you're a PT or coach. No. Cheryl's quite new to it, so for her it's quite fresh. But even me, doing it for so long, I still don't get used to it. I'm like, it's just life-changing, mate. Yeah. It really is. Whatever it is, mate, think about it this way, like, do you honestly believe you could do this job if you didn't genuinely care? No. Think about it, mate, because you, you're getting a lot of problems. The amount of conversations I've had with my members in the last year, like daily, some people need it daily and some people just need it noon again, but no matter how much they pay and they pay slim or the fiver and they pay you X amount of money, it doesn't matter, mate, because at the end of the day, if you don't care about it, you would never be able to date to that, that ability. Like, I know if I didn't genuinely care about helping people, mate, I would, just, I would be doing something else. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Because I people go, oh, you've got your own gym and all this and all that, but I know people who make, what, up to 100 grand a year in a job that's no their, their company mm. and they're stressed out on nuts and they hate it, mate, but they're in a cycle. So money's no everything. Like, we wouldn't be doing this, mate, if we didn't, if we didn't love helping people. It's a genuine care. Yep. That's what, it, that's what when you first met me, that's what you noticed. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. was that like I cared about people. Aye. I didn't have massive skills or anything. No. I wasn't the best trainer. I wasn't. My skill set was probably like a, a zero to ten. As ten was like the best it could ever be. I was probably like a two. Aye. But I was trying to get better, but I was just new. But my care was like a ten. Aye. No matter what level of skill I was at, I was always trying my best to help people and yep. genuinely caring. And that that stuck, and that's probably why I'm sitting here with my gym and people Aye. people go up to me. That that's way. exactly why, mate. And that's exactly why the first time I seen you training people, it was the first thing I went right. That that works, and that's why you're the busiest, mate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it today we. You know where the bicep inserts and the <laughs> lats and all that. It was right. I know your name. I know your dog's name. I know how you feel. I know you're struggling with this. I know you're str- struggling with that. I know your insecurities because I've asked and I've I've gave the opportunity to tell me, uh, and that's when I went right. That's exactly what I need to do. Um, so that's what we did, mate, and that's why we're we're here with this platform, able to help you listening and watching. So, I mean, obviously the other one there was there was no talk of sleep, stress and exercise. We've covered the exercise element, so we know that there's no talk of weight training. Uh, there is the odd walk and stuff that they recommend every noon again for people. They're probably going to get a lot of heat after this series as well, so they're going to have to figure out something. But no doubt they'll have some mad meeting. No, after the back of this series, it's not that powerful, but <laughs> they might. But they're, they're, they're going to have to come up with some sort of plan of how they advise exercise, which is very interesting because, again, you definitely need a qualification for that. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the way they go about it because it's not going to be weight training unless it ends up fucking slimming world gyms opening up the place, <laughs> which will be interesting. So the last one, mate, and it's something, again, I think is overlooked, and I think people who do slimming world, they don't actually sit there and go, and realize exactly what it is. So I tried to explain this in episode three, mate, and I'll try and explain better. And, and after it, you can you can try and explain better than me, mate. And it's just understanding Slimming World's business model, right? So the person said here, you know, what, what, what do you think was missing? Personal programming to ensure it's not a one-size-fits-all. 
So let's look at it from an outside, right? Let's take away coaching. Let's take away Sunwell and go, right, what is it you're looking to sign up to? Right, Simon World, right, okay, so what do you get? And I mentioned this before, but you get a book. You write your name in the book. Okay, your book's personalised. You don't get given calories. We don't know about your history. We don't know what medication you're on. We don't know what you've tried in the past. We don't even know your experience with training or your muscle mass or nothing like that. Don't know fucking anything, mate. Don't know anything. And yet, you've just signed up along with all those other people where, I, where you could show up with a wig and pretend you're Senga and you'd get weighed like Senga. So if any of your clients come in here, they couldn't pretend they're somebody else because we know their name. Yep. We know their calories. We know their before photos. We know their job. We know exactly what they're there for. We know their goals, the goals that are unique to them. So do you get what I mean, mate? So people need to look at it and go, right, I need something to fit around my lifestyle, my family situation, my work, my commute to work, everything that I need, everything's a problem right now that needs fixed. I need a diet or nutrition a protocol and an exercise plan that fits around my lifestyle, me, this individual. Slimming World don't offer that. Nah, Did I explain that right? No, you made, it made total sense to me, mate. What you basically just said there is like, how can a big group of 50 women all go into the same building and get the same treatment? And what happens when they leave? Mm -hmm. What happens if, because nobody will have a mirrored life, like Senga and her sister, even if they're twins, would have different lives. Because yep. you might have two kids. She's got none kids. She's going through a divorce. She has to sell her house. Do you know what I mean? She's got a stressful job. The other one doesn't even have a job. So, in a, in a sense, mate, Slim World take none of, your, none of your lifestyle into account at all, apart from stepping on the scales. So, let, so they assume that, they, so sleep? Yep. Do they, do they have some mad secret lair that they all sleep the exact same <laughs> on a drip and all that? <laughs> you vampires, not. <laughs> so, sleep, they don't take into account. We know that, right? So, they don't take into account sleep. As 50 individuals, we don't ask you your sleep. So we assume we all sleep the same way, the same amount of hours. Stress, we assume that you've all got the same job. Yep. Like you said, somebody's going through a divorce. Somebody's no. Somebody's just had a promotion, so they feel really good, so they can adhere to things better. Um, so what happens there then? Like, if is everybody the same person? So if you're prepared to look, if you're thinking about joining Slimming World, do you, are you prepared to be another duplicate um, of somebody else? another number that's that's what it is but they don't even understand that mate and that's good why we're talking about it they don't understand that that's what they're walking into yep otherwise they wouldn't be walking into it yep but again that's where we need to come in and educate people mate even if as many people even if they don't even if they don't come and talk to us mate if we get this message across then it's it's beneficial for them so tell me mate right when you come into a slum world club you go in you get your book you write your name on it you give your target weight we know your name yep. and you come every tuesday Right, that's Slimming World. What happens at Nitrofit? Right, so we've got the gym. So we see people, well, for the sign-up process? Aye, for Chris, here's the money. I'm ready to start my, my 90 days. Right, so we get a, obviously we get a, a, a form sent in, and that form's just questions today with why they want to join. What questions, mate? Like, be detailed? All right, be detailed. So what they've tried before, so I can understand mm. where they've been and what support I can give them, um, what they're looking to achieve, why they feel the way they feel. I'm basically trying to look at Everything today with a lifestyle, mate, so that I can make it as specific as possible for that individual. Because like we said, totally different world for me. Even me and your lives are totally different, mm -hmm. mate. So we, I, we couldn't give each other the same advice mm -hmm. on how to deal with our life. Aye, so I form, first of all, mate, and then a phone call. And on that phone call, again, I'm just digging in 
deeper on the stuff they've taught me mm-hmm. to make sure two things that first of all that they, they are a fit for what we're delivering as well mate because if they're not going to if I think they're just going to come in and be like like a slim world person they don't want to change and don't to change I'm not, I don't want to waste their time and their money or my time either if I think I can't help the person so I, on that phone call I'm making sure that is this person open to changing is this person open to education is this person and can I help them mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so basically what we're trying to do mate, is figure out everything about this person what they've tried before what kind of work for them and what could work well for them going forward and what was just totally dire for them mm-hmm. does that make sense yep and then what happens so they come on board to get that did they get a plan did they get oh aye aye mate so everybody gets like they get their individual carries set and all mm-hmm. that um i'll find out about all the nutritional needs like are they have they got intolerances and have they got help with their entity before at all like their protein why protein is important for them yep bad habits so they say to me i've got a really bad habit for snacking mm-hmm. we know it helps that mate yep if the protein intake's a bit higher than it's used to be because it's probably like 50 grams of that mm-hmm. then they're not going to feel as hungry during the day so we've got all the wee tools in the bag to say look the reason you're probably snacking all the time is you've got a bad habit with snacking first of all it's because you're hungry because you're probably not taking enough protein in and you're not full yep so obviously you're going to be snacking just be things like that mate and then obviously past injuries and then programming wise like what is this person looking to achieve? Yep. How, how do we program that for them? How do we get them the, the the body they're looking for? Do you know what I mean? Yep. So then you start tailoring everything to suit that, that person, mate, and yep. what they need going forward. And that's when you see all different body shapes all changing to be what they want to be. Yep. Um, we do a 90-day action meeting with them as well. So I usually, to be fair, mate, I, I was going to do that at the beginning, but I usually give them a wee week to settle in, so I don't want to just bombard them with yep. stuff. I let them come and train a wee bit and get used to the, the community and the feeling. And then I'll have a reaction meeting with them. It'll sit them down in front of me. Again, it's a separate form and it's goal setting. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to achieve? The first goal is like just a nice simple one, like drink more water because I'm not drinking any water. And then it could be like, let's go for a longer term one, like to feel good in myself again. Right. What does that mean? What is feel good in yourself again? Explain why you don't feel good. You know, that, that, that question is quite hard because what it can do me is break them down a wee bit and make them feel a bit upset. But if they don't go through that, then... How can you move them forward? Mm-hmm. You need to find out why they feel, why they're not feeling good at themselves. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Aye. And then that thing of the action plan, you're basically just putting an action plan together for that 12 weeks so that week on week you can keep track and say, how are you getting on with your action plan? Have you managed to drink more water that day, more water this? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Aye. Aye. So it's just that it's really, really specific individual, everything they need and how we can support them every week going forward, mate, so that they don't fall off the wagon. Yep. And then check ins. Check ins, mate. Or like to tell you how how the week's been every basically. single week mate we, they get checked in with right. every week like there's i can guarantee there's no a member who doesn't get a conversation after myself or josh every week mate yep. maybe even twice a week but i guarantee it'll be every week but and they know they can message you anytime Aye, it's well, mate. available i always say to them like guys you know this is an open you can message me anytime but if you don't need me cool if you need me every day if that's what it takes at the beginning then talk to me every day until we can fix it Yep. Like I was saying about the last year earlier, mate, like for the first six months of her experience, I'm no joking, mate, and it probably was a bit of hand holding, but that's what she needed, mate, because like I said, like I'm the therapist, but this last year was in the darkest of places, mate, and pretty much saved her for destruction, mate. Powerful, mate. And, and she needed that, mate, she did. So I can't handhold uh, 160 people, no. but I, I had to look at her and say, she needs this. She yep. needs that everyday chat do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i knew she doesn't need me i hardly talk to her mate, like not as much as i used to yeah i see her every day i see her at training but i don't get that text message after every day saying oh i'm back to this or yep i'm drinking again or do you know what i mean so 
It's powerful, mate. It's good, mate. It's, it it's helpful, but I like I say, I'm not a therapist. I can only offer advice that I think that she needs at the time that's not going to put her in any more danger, mate. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And yep. it, it worked, mate. And it might not, it might be a hundred lawyers and it might only work 10 times. I don't know, but right now it's working. So, yep. Aye, so check ins all the time, mate. Why would you know what to check in with? Why would you know what to make sure that somebody who signed up with you and you made them a promise that working together, because it is a together thing, mate. It's not just us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If they don't want it, we can't, we can't change them. Yep. So, how do you make sure that that process is so tight that nine times out of ten we the members you've got they're going to get somewhere yeah because people fall off mate there's no point in sitting here and thinking we're we're the dog's balls and we can change every single person some no. people are ready to change some people are just in a really bad place mate and they need something else at that time that might not involve training it might be therapy it might be something else but they, they fall through they fall through the net mate you can't save everybody no i know i but, know but just by asking questions about your sleeping about your stress we can narrow the margins, mate. That's it. We can narrow the margins for sure. So, cool, mate. That is us. Anything oh, else you want to add? No, I love that, mate. Um, like, like I say, I didn't. I only asked you this morning what the question was going to be, and you showed me the question. You said the question will be, what's the question again? Uh, what did you let's see? Let me see. What did you think was missing from the Slumlord experience? That's the question you said this morning to me, and yeah. I thought you were talking about me and you. <laughs> and the Slumlord thing. So I was going to answer back, and I went, no, that must be the question. And I, I never asked you anything else. So, yep. I like the fact that I come here and you ask that. I mean, I just give you my genuine response. Some people might be thinking, well, that guy talks a lot of shit. Some people might go, that guy makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because you know everybody's cup of tea. How many people have fed back that they like the, they like getting you getting railed up a wee bit about it because. <laughs> I can't help myself, mate. Well, that's it, but mate, but that's why. It's because I care, about. mate. Do you know what I mean? I Aye. actually genuinely yep. care. And I'm like, like I say, I don't want to sit here and say something about shit and that. I'm just giving you my genuine feeling on it. And last week was like, I knew a wee bit about Slimmer, but seeing you reading that book out, mate, that was a moment in my life where I was just sitting like, I must say, that's fucked up. Aye. And it is, mate. I've been thinking about it ever since, mate. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> ever since that, mate, I've just been thinking, how can you feed that? How can you feed that information to somebody? Yep. You get away with it. And such a, such a big scale as well, mate. But it comes down to vulnerabilities again, mate. It's like we're saying, for the last 2,000 years, mate, people have been getting fed information on beliefs and that. And mm. Some people love it and some people don't, don't. And that's that. It's the same with us. But we just do our best, mate, to try and. No slimmer world bash, but give you what we believe based on current fact and the amount of people we train and the amount of results we get, what we believe works. Oh, mate, 100%. And mm -hmm. listen, see, the thing is, we're entitled to an opinion. It's like if I was to come out here and do a McDonald's series and just say that they shouldn't be opening McDonald's everywhere, it's absolutely shocking. They shouldn't be so available. That's why people are obese. Like, it's my opinion, but because slimming world is this thing where people... People talk about, oh, slander in a business. It's, again, mate, it's the fucking, it's the year of the snowflake, isn't it? So people don't like when you disagree with something. It's like, you can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts. Yep. Like, opinions are, it's your opinion, mate, you're allowed it. Aye. Um, But facts are facts. That's and it. we know that the, what, the way they work their, their model, a lot of them aren't facts. And if anything, they're actually causing more harm than good, which is why we're, we're sitting here today. So... Guys, as always, thanks very much for watching. I know that you've got busy lifestyles, but hopefully you took one, two, three things from this. Um, if you did, let us know, please. Uh, and as always, give it a share in your stories, tagging me and Chris. And thanks for coming, mate, again. Cheers, buddy. See you next week. See you next week, guys. Cheers.